you want to know the truth? Well, you can't handle the truth. Or maybe you can't. This is a touch of truth. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wasslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wasslicker. Join the Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Choose your addiction level. Earn perks. Check out that bonus content. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, get out there and earn your chip. Yep, man, we're in the tail end of the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Uh, this particular game is tied right now, 13 to 13. The Jets do have the ball with a few minutes left on the clock. I believe it's like 240. Um, and they just picked up a first down with a quarterback sneak. Um, of course, the big news in that game is that Aaron Rodgers went down early in the first quarter. Uh, I believe he only played about four snaps. Went back. They checked him out in the blue tent, brought the card out. Then you see him on the on the cart with the boot being transported out of uh, off of the field. So Zach Wilson did, did come in. Uh, the reports on this is that they fear that Aaron Rodgers may have a torn Achilles. Unfortunately, I won't know about that at this particular point in time when this episode drops. But, you know, uh, the Jets not looking in a good place with that. Um, they had high aspirations. They wanted to be Super Bowl contenders. And without Aaron Rodgers, they may not come to pass with that. Baltimore Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins did suffer a torn Achilles. He is going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill are the backups. They they are going to activate Melvin Gordon as well. Um, so as far as your waiver wire pickups, honestly, I mean, you you should have drafted Gus Edwards just because. You know, we didn't know whether or not J.K. Dobbins was going to play, uh, being that he was, you know, holding out. He wanted a new contract. So most people did draft Gus Edwards either way. I understand Justice Hill had a couple of uh, few carries out there. Um, I think he has some touchdowns. But he's going to be one of those guys who – you're going to pick him up off the waiver wire, and then you're going to – he was eight of nine, eight carries, nine yards, two touchdowns. He's going to be one of those guys where you're going to pick him up and you're going to be disappointed in him. You know, because if he doesn't get the touchdowns, then he's definitely not going to do anything for you. So you definitely don't want to want to be wasting your time on that. And that's a little bit early for what we were talking about in this episode, but still – that's where we're at here. Marcus Williams, their safety, he was ruled out of the game with a shoulder injury. Uh, they fear that he has a torn pectoral muscle. Um, so we'll have to wait on the MRI to confirm that. Their offensive tackle, Ronnie Staler, Stately, Stanley, excuse me, he uh, went out with a knee injury, didn't return. 
and their center, uh, Tyler Lindenbaum. He will also need um, an MRI to confirm how serious his injury is because he went out. Carolina Panthers, J.C. Horn. It seems like this guy's always injured. His their corner. He was ruled out uh, against the uh, Falcons with a hamstring injury. Chicago Bears cornerback Kyle Gordon was ruled out with a hand injury uh, against against the Packers. Uh, Cleveland Browns Jack Conklin was uh, carried off the field. Significant injury. Uh, they did say he was going to be out at least a month. Broncos, safety Caden Stearns, he didn't return in the game after being carved off the field with a knee injury. Tight end Greg Dolich, Greg Dolich, knee injury, he didn't, excuse me, a leg injury, he didn't return. Uh, Aaron Jones suffered a hamstring injury, he didn't return to the game against the Bears, but he stated that he could have returned if he, if, if it was needed. Um, being that he wasn't needed, he didn't return. Uh, he gave a thumbs up on a sky cam. So we'll have to monitor that, man. Again, hamstring injuries can be fluky. The Jets did kick that field goal. They are up 16 to 13 with one minute and 48 seconds left in the game. So their defense going to need to step up, and we'll see what happens here. Back to the Green Bay Packers, Quay Walker. He was evaluated for a concussion, so he's going to be a concussion protocol. For the Houston, Texas safety, Jaleel Patir, uh, he had a chest injury. He was ruled out against the, the uh, Ravens to take it to a local medical facility, local hospital. Uh, they stated that he suffered a bruised lung. So hopefully this guy will be okay, man. Um, wishing him a speedy recovery. Defensive tackle, Hassan. Ridgeway for the Texans was also ruled out of the game with a calf injury, and their offensive tackle, George Fant, had a shoulder injury, did not return. Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he missed a few snaps uh, with a leg bruise, a knee bruise, I think it was what they called it. He did return. Uh, he, he didn't return to the game uh, as it was pretty much out of reach, but – they said he's fine and that he will be ready to go for next week. But we'll monitor that and see what's happening on that. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback Gregory Jr. Hamstring injury uh, was ruled out against the Colts. And guard Brandon Scherf uh, with the ankle injury did not return as well. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Jacoby Myers, who put up the two touchdowns. He was being evaluated for concussion. He did not return to the game after he uh, sustained a big hit to the head um, in the second half there. Um, he was one of the fantasy performers of the week, man. The guy was – he did pretty well uh, this week. So he was going to be a waiver wire pickup for people if you didn't draft him, if you hadn't drafted him. But we'll have to wait and see if he clears concussion protocol. Uh, safety – Trayvon Morick, they said it was a thumb injury. He left the game and didn't return. Minnesota Vikings center Garrett Bradbury 
back injury was ruled out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, New Orleans Saints defensive end Peyton Turner. They believe he suffered turf toe against the Titans. Uh, they say the injury will likely require surgery for him to get that fixed. So he could be out for a few. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles linebacker N'Kobe Dean. Foot injury did not return against the Patriots. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end DeMelvin Leal. Elbow injury and tight end Pat Fryer move for the chest injury didn't return to the game against the 49ers. We're going to have to look out for that. Uh, Cam Hayward with a groin injury. I think they said he's going to be out for a bit. Don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, but we're going to have to look out for Cam Hayward to see how long he's going to be out. Um, Deontay Johnson, hamstring injury. He didn't return to the game either. Excuse me, those hamstring injuries for uh, wide receivers are very much so fluky. So we got to look out for that, man, to see whether or not, you know, we're going to be without him next week. Uh, if we are going to be without him, you know, we'll have to pivot to something else there. Uh, we definitely don't want to be without Deontay Johnson, but, you know, the way they played against the 49ers, it may not be a good – I mean, it may not be a bad thing for us to have to pivot to somebody else either way. Um only because, you know, these guys, unfortunately, they did not play well at all against the uh, against the 49ers. Seattle Seahawks, offensive lineman Abraham Lucas, knee injury, and then uh, offensive tackle Charles Cross. So left side, right side, both guys didn't return to the game against the Rams. Uh, wide receiver Tyler Lockett evaluated for Cushion as well. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive lineman Kalajan Casey. Uh, he had a calf injury and was ruled out um, against the Vikings. So, we definitely, definitely, definitely want to be checking out for those injuries. We will be checking out for those. Um, if you subscribe to the Patreon, of course, you get the injury reports. Uh, you get the injury report episode on um, Saturday mornings. So you definitely want to get that. You get the injury and practice report episode on Saturday morning. So uh, definitely subscribe to the Patreon, and we'll keep you posted on what happens with those injuries. Um, so... Our biggest misses this week were Kendrick Bourne and Mac Jones. We told you to sit these guys. We told you not to worry about anybody. As far as the New England Patriots receivers, not to worry about any of them. Told you not to start any of them. And Kendrick Bourne did go off for 24 fantasy points. As well as did Mac Jones, man. Went off for 24 fantasy points. Unfortunately, man, those were misses for us. And, and of course, the logic behind it is completely understandable. Uh, we didn't believe that they were going to be of any note. 
against the Philadelphia Eagles defense, but the weather was very, very bad out there, and it opened up some, some things for these guys to be able to put up fantasy points. But those are misses for us. We take those ones on the chin, and, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Biggest hit for us would be Tyler Algier, man, and uh, Anthony Richardson. We told you to start those guys even when nobody else did. Uh, of course, everybody was saying that this guy, Tyler Algier, was going to be phased out of the offense. Uh, it was going to be the Bijan show, which Bijan did score 20 fantasy points, uh, but it was a split backfield. And actually, uh, as far as carries are concerned, Tyler Algier got the most carries. He got more carries than that of B. John Robinson. He got 15 carries to B. John's 10. Um, you know, so, again, the way we looked at it was this guy was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. Um, I believe it was a rookie record for most rushing yards. And you're not going to just phase him completely out of the offense. Um, you're going to gradually – take him out of the offense if you're going to take him out of the offense at all and we didn't feel like they were going to take him out of the offense at all so we told you to start him and of course Anthony Richardson we said that quarterbacks with that rushing upside you're going to put him out there you drafted him you probably drafted him as a backup but we said go ahead and put him out there of course the fantasy players of the week so the biggest hits that gave you all the dopamine <laughs> uh, were Tyreek Hill with the 44.5 fantasy points. And I was going to put Brandon Ayuk, but the Dallas Cowboys defense, man, we got to put them up there with 35 points as a defense. Man. You put them on the map there for you, and they just did what needed to be done. Uh, they single-handedly won you some week. They won you the week, you know. Uh, so those two players, well, group of players, and Tyreek Hill won you fantasy weeks. And if you had both of them on your team, you had both of them, 79 fantasy points combined. For those guys, nobody's beating you there. Uh, the fantasy busts of the week. One of the busts is in the game that I'm watching right now. Josh Allen, fantasy bust. Um, and the reason why I'm putting him on here is a fantasy bust. Right now, Josh Allen has nine fantasy points. Again, I will repeat that Aaron Rodgers went down four plays into the game, which means the, the, the New York Jets, they were dejected. Their fans were looking atrocious out there. They were, they were looking so down because Aaron Rodgers was not going to be on the field. And as soon as Zach Wilson trotted out there, you could see their faces. They were just upset. And this was the time frame where you – as the Buffalo Bills was supposed to tear these dudes up. But nope, you kept them in the game by throwing three fucking interceptions to the same exact player. I don't even know who the player was. I forget, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I apologize to, to the Jet 
who picked off Josh Allen three times. I do not know your name at the moment. I apologize. But Josh Allen scoring nine fantasy points right now as we speak is terrible. He is one of the bust of the week. The whole Bengals offense bust of the week, even though Joe Mixon did reach our threshold. The rest of them, Joe Burrow is the main benefactor of this. Their offensive line was terrible. Uh, they were pre- he was pre- Joe Burrow was pressured all game. The weather didn't help either, but goddamn, the whole Bengals offense fantasy bust. And then our final fantasy bust, usually I only give you two, but I'm giving you three because uh, Lamar Jackson had the opportunity to go out there. Yes, his team won. They won 25 to 9, but turnovers for him cost us fantasy points, and he only got 6.5 fantasy points out there, which was atrocious. And he is another one of the fantasy bust of the week. The you helped no one performances of the week goes to players who were not on anybody's roster or on minimal of people's roster, and they got explosive performances that didn't help anybody. No, we are not going to put Puka Nakua on here because we told you on this show to go get him as soon as uh, Cooper Cup went on IR. We told you that. We said it. We said go get him. We said go get uh, go get Tutu Adwell if you can get him. You know, we said these things. We had already said those things. So no, he is not on here on the you help nobody because he helped us. And if you were on your shit like we were on our shit, you would have had him on your fantasy roster. So the you help nobody performance, you help no one performance of the week. Goes to Rashid Saheed with 19 fantasy points, only owned in 2% of ESPN leagues. And the reason why I'm putting him here is, again, we heard the name. We've heard the name of him. We, we've, we've heard of him before. But we assumed with the, acquisi- with, the, with the acquisition of Derek Carr and Chris Olave and Michael Thomas being healthy, and and Jawan Johnson, and all these other guys, we assumed that he would fall down the pecking order. And unfortunately, he was not rostered by a lot of people, and he scored 19 fantasy points. Great. And our final You Help No One performance of the week goes to the fucking Arizona Cardinals. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, had the Arizona Cardinals defense, and they scored 20 fantasy points. Nobody, and I mean nobody who is anybody, had the fucking Arizona Cardinals defense on their roster. And you want to know why nobody had them? Because they fucking suck. They were supposed to be the worst. They were supposed to be the worst. They were supposed to be the worst secondary in football. They scored 20 fantasy points. And they were rostered by less than 1%. Less than than a half a percent. 0.4% roster. Is where they were at. 
Which means <laughs> nobody had this. That, that's what that means. Nobody had these guys. That's exactly what that means. Nobody had them. Nobody. Because why would you? So thank you. Thanks a lot, Arizona. Thank you. Thank you for helping nobody get the 20 fantasy points that you guys put up because nobody had you on their rosters. Players that we need to be worried about, and uh, this goes for a lot of people, uh, Christian Kirk, we want to worry about him a little bit, man. Um, I think he only got three targets in that game, and he wasn't really utilized as much. We're worried about him a little bit. Hopefully things change change for him. Um He's a guy who was drafted in the mid-range, mid-tier. We know Calvin, we knew Calvin really was gonna come back and he was gonna do do work, but he got a lot of targets, man. And and we thought that he wasn't gonna take as much away from Christian Kirk, but a lot was taken away from Christian Kirk here, man. And hopefully it was just a product of we were just trying to get you know, they were just trying to get Calvin really involved just to get his feet wet just to get him acclimated and back into football you know shape and things like that and then they'll run the offense you know spreading the ball around with those guys but we got to look out for Christian Kirk man uh Antonio Gibson after the fumble that he had don't know man is he gonna still be involved I mean we thought he was gonna be involved in the receiving game I think he only got one target, you know. And he only had the one carry. You know, you got to look out for that. Uh, Drake London. Drake London, we're worried about him, man. He only got one reception. And I understand that, you know, they were up. They only threw the ball 18 times. But, you know, for Mac Hollins to get more targets than Drake London, ugh, it's kind of weird, man, for him to be out there for 92% of the snaps and not be utilized at all is quite concerning. So we want to look out for him as well. Um, another person to worry about is Cam Akers as well. Uh, Cam Akers got 22 carries in the game, but he averaged less than two yards a carry. Kyron Williams as well uh, averaged 2.5 yards per carry. Um, he did have a, a a run where he ripped off like 17 yards, which brings his total up to, which brought his average up to 3.5, but still less than four yards of carry for those runners. Um, is not really conducive to success uh, with the Rams. And yes, they did win the game, uh, but you know, going down the stretch and throughout the season. You can't have your running backs averaging less than four yards a carry and think you're going to be successful. Um, so as far as the waivers are concerned, waiver wire pickups, I understand a lot of people are going to pick up Kyron Williams because he scored two touchdowns. But just as I said just now, you know, takeaway is his, his large run that was blocked up really nice for him. He was averaging 2.5 yards a carry because the, you know, the defense of the Seattle Seahawks was in the backfield, man. They were meeting these guys before they got the ball, before they got the handoff, before they got the pitch. It, it was bad as far as how they were able to blow up those those running plays on a consistent basis. 
the 49ers could potentially do the same. So I believe that if people pick up Kyron Williams, they're gonna look at the they're they're gonna they're gonna be disappointed um, in the production that he and Cam Akers may give you uh, next week against the 49ers. So those Kyron Williams is a guy who I understand people are gonna go out there and they're gonna pick him up off the waiver wires. I'm telling you guys, pivot to somebody else. Uh, you don't have to pick him up. There are plenty of other running backs that you could be able to pick up. I know I understand that the people are going to try to pick up him. They're going to try to pick up Joshua Kelly. I'm telling you guys to leave those two dudes right down there where they are. The Miami Dolphins had an issue stopping the run uh, on Sunday. I don't believe other teams are going to have that same issue moving forward. So I don't want people to heavily rely on a Joshua Kelly in order to fill out their roster. There are three other running backs that you could pick up if they are available in your league, and that is, again, Tyler Algier, who we believe is going to continue to split with Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, who was heavily involved in the passing game, in the passing game for the, for the Bears. He was heavily involved in the passing game. That's what we want out of our running backs. He got eight targets, six receptions. That's what we were looking for for that. He also had five carries on the ground. So he was involved in both aspects of the, of the, team, of the, of the game plan. So you want to get him, and then you want to get Jerome Ford from the Cleveland Browns. Now, I understand that if you look at the box score, it's going to say that he fumbled, which he did. But technically, that particular fumble, the snap was poorly handled by Deshaun Watson. He, you know, somehow or another got the bobbled ball out to uh, Jerome Ford. And Jerome Ford continued to bobble it as he was going through the hole, tried to make something out of nothing, coughed it up in the middle of a bunch of the defenders. And that was his fumble. But he also had a long run of 20 yards called back due to a hold. So you got to believe that he's going to be okay. And then after that fumble, they still utilized him. They still utilized him. And after that fumble, he had that 20-yard run, I think it was 20, 20 plus yards run that was called back. And as we're speaking here now, the New York Jets did beat the uh, Bills with a punt return in overtime by Gibson taking it all the way back there. And that is great for the Jets to win their home opener. Um, Yep, uh, the Bills, Josh Allen should be ashamed of his performance here, man. Um, very much so uh, bad play from Josh Allen in this game here. Um, also on the waivers, we know you guys are going to go pick up Shaid. Um, I'm telling you guys to 
I'm not telling you not to pick him up. I'm just saying be wary of that. I think that as Michael Thomas gets more acclimated back into this, into the game, um, he may see more targets, which means less targets for Shaheed. We didn't see too much from those tight ends that they have, and they have a bevy of them. Um, So we got to look out for that as well. So I'm not telling you not to, but I'm telling you to, to exercise caution with him and Kendrick Bourne. I know people are going to be out there, and they're going to be like, oh, I got to go get Kendrick Bourne. But remember what I told you guys at the beginning of the year. You know, you got guys that are hurt right now uh, that are not playing. And then with Kayshawn Boutte, the rookie, he played the second most snaps on that team. If he continues to get snaps and run routes, Eventually, he's going to start getting the ball as well. If they can ever get Devontae Parker back, he got the contract that says that we're going to utilize him. So you got to you gotta look out there, man. You can pick him up, but again, just exercise, man. Exercise that caution when you're, when you're talking about these guys that you're going to go pick up. Two guys that I do think that you should be going to pick up um, as well with in addition to Puka, you could pick up Tutu Atwell as well. Um, he's going to be a boomer bust type guy for you, I think. Uh, he didn't get a whole lot of I – mean, he got – I think he had like seven targets, uh, five receptions for 119 yards. So his stuff is going to be deeper down the field. He's going to be that, that deep threat type of guy. And we not the, – the Rams – we might not always get those opportunities downfield. They'll they'll be you know one or two shots. He did get some underneath stuff against the uh, the Seahawks, but he's mainly going to be used for those deep threats, those deep shots. So you could pick him up, but just exercise caution with them. Same thing with Hunter Henry. Um, I don't know if this was just. The fact that it was wet and rainy and, and that they wanted to get him involved in the short passing game. But him and Mike Jacecki combined for uh, nine targets. So they also did use Mike Jacecki a little bit here. Um, but, again, Hunter Henry knows the offense. He's been in it for a couple years now. And they gave him a nice contract that says we're going to utilize him. So he's a decent pickup. And then your last waiver wire pickup if you're going to be looking for a tight end. Hayden Hurst of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we just wanted to to confirm which tight end that they were going to be utilizing. And Hayden Hurst, if you look at the the film and you looked at how they were they were utilizing him, he's the one that uh, Bryce Young trusts, and he's the one that's that's considered the safety blanket. So there you have it, people. That is your touch of truth. You you know you you got a little bit. Um, you know, I just want people to, to to understand that when we're talking about these guys in week one, you know, they say don't overreact, but, you know, it depends on what it is where they overreact. You know, the media, when they talk about stuff, of course they're talking about Joe Burrow, and they're like, oh, we're not going to panic on this. The weather was was terrible. Well, no, their offensive line play is still terrible. And if they, and people keep coming at these guys, putting pressure on them, 
blitzing, it's going to be a long, long season for Joe Burrow. Man. I understand he's done this for the last couple of years, but at, at some point, bro, you, you, you get tired of this and your body starts to break down. He can't keep taking all of these fucking shots when he's trying to stand back there and deliver the ball. And they keep tweaking the offensive line. They keep tweaking it, and it's still not working. They, they didn't lose that game because of the weather. Their offense couldn't move the ball because Deshaun Watson didn't throw well in that game either. The difference between Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns offense versus that of the Cincinnati Bengals was the threat of a running quarterback because Deshaun Watson could run the ball as well. He opened up more opportunities for Jerome Ford and for Nick Chubb to be able to run the ball, and they ran the ball more efficiently and more effectively than the Cincinnati Bengals. There's no threat of Joe Burrow running the football. So you could pack the lanes, which Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, uh, and Travion Williams – they all did tremendous as far as with the carries that they were able to get. And they were able to, to, to find some room and break some tackles and pick up some yards. But at the end of the day, when that was getting stopped, when, when, when Cleveland was getting stops and forcing them into third and sevens, third and six, third and five, then all they had to do was just sit in the house. And there was nothing Joe Burrow in the offensive line could do at that point. So, when, you know, they blame the weather for that of, you know, the, the Bengals' struggles, but they won't blame the weather for, you know, the things that happen with the Patriots and the Eagles and things like that. It's, it's just weird that they, use, they utilize the weather for certain people and not others, you know. And then it's... You know, and they'll tell you that, uh, you know, like, it's weird to me that they take the the fact that the Chiefs lost the game. It's like, oh, you know, he doesn't have any receiver help. Well, his receivers had a bad game. But the way the media sliced it out to be, is that these receivers aren't going to contribute. They don't contribute, and they're not going to – these are not – this is not going to be a receiver group that's going to get these guys to the promised land. But he had the same receiver group last year, and they won the Super Bowl. These are the same motherfuckers that was contributed in the Super Bowl. Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Those guys were there. They were the ones – who contribute, contributed to them winning the Super Bowl. But now, all of a sudden, one year later, not even one year later, the next season, now they're not good enough, and the the Chiefs should be looking for replacements. It's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. They do anything and everything to, you know, change the narrative for certain teams. Like, you know, 
the 49ers put up a dominant performance against the 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 Steelers. And it's just, oh, well, you know, yeah, the 49ers defense is good, but, you know, the Steelers, they just didn't show up. They just had a bad game. But then when you talk about the the Cowboys shutting out the, the Giants, it's like, oh, man, yeah, they're the, they're the number one defense in the league. And n- nobody said that, the, you know, because they played a real, like, bro, they played a one-dimensional team. We've all, we all knew this from the start. If Saquon Barkley doesn't get things going, and Saquon couldn't get anything going because they went down two scores very quickly in the game because of special teams play blocking a kick and then an interception. Or was it a fumble? It was some, It was a turnover either way. But they went up very quick. They went down very quickly, which means they couldn't utilize their number one option. Their number one option is that offense runs through Saquon Barkley. And if you can't run the ball and you got to go out there and you got to let Daniel Jones pass to all of these people who they said all this speed was going to be on the field and they got all these receivers and they could do all these motions and all this. Their offense looked bland as shit. (laughs) Like... They're another team where we got all of these people. We got all of these receivers, but no receivers. I just don't understand why these why these people decide that this is how they're going to go. This is the route that they're going to go. They're going to pick all of these guys who do the exact same thing, and none of them are effective in the game. None. None of them. So... Hit your waiver wires hard, man, and, and make sure you pick pick up the people that we stated to pick up here. Um, if you had some guys that didn't perform, you know, you got to replace J.K. Dobbins. Um, you're going to have to replace Aaron Rodgers, I believe. Um, you know, and... I'm not saying that you have to replace Drake London or... Antonio Gibson or Christian Kirk or Cam Akers, but those are guys that you got to look out for, man. And if, unfortunately, if they don't show up next week, which for Cam Akers, I'm going to say, you know, you might want to give him another week because my Rams never play well against the 49ers. So I don't think the game against the 49ers is going to be the game that that you want to judge him on, uh, but you might have to, and then you might have to cut bait on him. Uh, you might have to cut bait on Drake London if if things don't look better for him, unfortunately, and you might have to cut bait on Antonio Gibson if they don't utilize him in, in the next game. Same thing with Christian Kirk. You, you might want to start taking a look at other options if these guys don't step up um, against competition. Uh, with Christian Kirk, I believe he should uh, do do some justice here uh, next game. They are going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's going to be you know, one of those things where he could potentially get some, get some burn there. And Kansas City doesn't do well. 
um, against those slot receivers. So those people that I told you again that you that you should be worried about, man, look out for those those guys as far as you know their usage and things like that are concerned. I appreciate you guys listening to me as always, man. Again, you want to get out there, you want to follow me on all social media at Waslicka. Join that Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Again, every Saturday morning, you guys get those the bonus episode where it is the practice report and the uh, injury report. You also get a bonus episode where we talk in depth on the start sits and shit like that. So join that Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Choose your addiction level, earn those perks. Check out that bonus content. Be true to that self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. I'll see you guys on the next one. I'm out.